The Supreme Court is about to render its ruling. Three murders, you might ask? Well, the answer is simple. Life and 33 episodes of A Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Ian and Billy. Ian, welcome back. Yeah, I'm. Gl- it's good to be here. Uh, yeah, dude, you got a brand new setup we're rocking in today. The people can't see it, obviously. That is true. They, they can can't. only hear us. We probably sound the exact same. Nothing has changed on that. Yeah, audio equipment exactly the same. Everything is exactly the same. Just what where we are physically is is, is yeah. changed. It's up different furni- furniture and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Still no cigars. We haven't gotten that far. No, we have the cigars. Today is the first day I think all year <laughs> that's actually been good enough for a guy to sit on his desk. Or his deck, rather, and do that. That is true. Today and, was beautiful. Yeah, I think the only good day so far. Yeah, I had an absolute stag. I had an staggering experience at the mall the other day that I'd like to tell you about. So a few weeks back, I talked about how I was heckled by a gal packing or passing past a hotel. Do you remember that? Where she was screaming at me, all these sorts of things that she just wanted. To, and I quote, "She's just looking for a friend." So I'm at the mall. <laughs> Two days ago, I get out of my car. I'm dressed as I am now, as like like a teacher would be. Make I got it? a nice button-down shirt, nice slacks on. I got you know nice shoes. I got a belt on the whole nine. It's exactly what you would expect a teacher to look like, right? So I get out of my car, and this group of African Americans are behind me, and they've gathered. They're also walking toward the doors. I hear this guy go, "Damn, you do look good," and he he said, and I quote, "I I mess with your fit. That shit looks cap." I don't understand what all of it means, but I definitely know that he was heckling me with positivity. Is he that was, a heckle then? He was enjoying what I was wearing. And, I, you know, I've said before, my policy with these people is to not engage, right? Because I don't, I don't know where this is going to go if I start having a conversation with you. Like Your we're, clothes are getting taken. Right, I, I, In the would, mall. I would hope not, but, yeah, like, I'm not, I just don't want anything to do with it because you don't know where it's going to go. It wasn't the creepy guy that's always sitting in the cafe, was it? No, no, it wasn't. No, he's just okay. a young-looking lad, and you know his gal or his gals. I don't know how, who's how it shook out, but at any rate, I my policy is to not engage. So I just kept walking, pretend I didn't hear it. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking I should have thanked that guy. I needed a hype man right there. Yeah, that was right? just a compliment. Right, I'm walking, and this dude's a hype, hyping me up for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> he just thinks I look good. I had on a purple shirt. I had on some some pants. They're probably gray. <laughs> some I don't pants. know. I, no, they were blue, navy blue, mm. purple and navy blue is what I was rocking that day. So this is the second time in a month that I've been heckled by someone with positivity. I don't think the first one was necessarily positive. Good point. This one sounds all positive. It's just a compliment. Totally complimenting all day long. You're never gonna get one again from that gentleman if you ever see him because probably not. <laughs> like, Next time it's gonna be like, were you that guy that I complimented? And you, you were an asshole me? back to me. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> What, you too good for me? Well, now this is what started my mall experience. I haven't even gotten in the doors yet, <laughs> right? And this has happened. I was like, this is going to be a great experience, yeah. obviously. And it went downhill so fast. <laughs> I got maybe 50 feet and we just plummeted. So I'm walking to try to go to Target to buy some items. I forget what now. It's not important because stood in front of me are two of the slowest moving girls I've ever seen in my lifetime. Right, but they were they were a couple of breasts, so I, I couldn't get around them. Right? So I was stuck behind these gals and I learned in that moment that modesty has left the teenage youth. There's no such thing as modesty anymore, especially in clothing. Because it stood in front of me, the gal to the left, her shirts were so, her shorts were so short that her butt cheeks were just hanging out. Yeah. Now, folks, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see two bright-ass white moons reflecting off the ground as I'm strolling through the mall. I want—I don't want that. I'm just trying to go to Target, okay? I don't—I yeah. don't want to look. I don't want to be arrested for something that I was—that <laughs> I, don't, that I don't, didn't want to be a part of, okay? So I was like, clearly this—this this is not good. So I, I looked to this gal's friend for like redemption for the American youth, right? And I don't find it in her because what she's wearing, boys and girls, all I can describe to you as. A bra with a little more fabric underneath, not a shirt, don't lie and say it's that, and tied around the back is what I can only describe as golden binder twine. It's three <laughs> links in it that is holding the back of this quote-unquote shirt bra thing on her. 
And she's a bigger gal, not that that matters at all, but I, all of this to tell you that between the two of them, there was one person's worth of clothing that they must have dallied out with straws. <laughs> and whoever picked the, the, the biggest straw got to wear one of the two items. <laughs> That's the best I can figure for you. It was absolutely appalling. Did, was there any labels on it? Where do people get clothing like that? I have no idea. Because I have never been in a store that sells anything like that. I have seen a pair of short shorts in my life, not worn by someone, like in a store. Like you walk in and there, here it is. And what it is effectively is like a bit of denim that they've wrapped around and then they put a zipper in the middle of it and then charged $45 for it. Yeah. And I thought, how the hell does that work? <laughs> you could buy brand new jeans full length from like Fleet Farm for 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, I feel like just men's jeans. Even if we're at Fleet Farm, women's jeans are really expensive. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, they're way more expensive, and I can't really explain it. Because the full denim, they're still a price hike for no reason. Or a lot of times, uh, I see they have like the stretchy denim. They interwave some that. things. Yeah, it's like a, almost like athletic pants. Yeah, and those are even more expensive. I just don't get it. Yeah, They're no. just jeans. Yeah. Women wear them. Men wear them. Who cares? The company's getting a whole bunch of money. <laughs> I guess so. It just doesn't make any sense to Billy, me at all. it's hot outside. It was hot outside one day so far this year. They they need the short shorts. Clearly, they need something so short that their butt cheeks are just out in the open. How, how else do you get a tan? I just don't get How <laughs> do you feel comfortable doing that? No shame. Picture if you put on a pair of shorts, right? Like if you walked into your closet right now and you pull out a pair of shorts that were, let's say, uh, size too small and you put them on and they come up a little higher on you than you want, what do you do? Not wear them. You throw them out. <laughs> yeah. You go, man, these are a lot shorter than I remember. Or you shrink them in the wash. What happens? Yeah. You chuck them. You don't go, dang, you know, that really does show off my upper quad. I would love to show the world <laughs> that. Yeah, that's never happened. Even, like, gym shorts, if they get too short, I just throw everything in a box, and I have, like, yearly, I send it to St. Vinny's down right, the road. Right, right. Uh, I could not imagine wearing something like that. Although, I was raised with shame, so <laughs> it's a little bit difficult. I feel like nowadays, a lot of people are quite shameless, and I feel like society has taught them and told them to be shameless. Like, it's a, you need to express yourself exactly how you are, and... Whatever incredibly scandalous thing you're doing, that's just being yourself. You need to be open and do it. And we're encouraging that. It's like, why? Yeah, like there's a difference between modesty and that like you need to wear a full length dress always. Otherwise, clearly yeah. you're showing off too much. Like, I can I'm see not, your freaking ankles. Right. I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like if you're going to walk out in public and you're going to wear something so short that – the most private areas of yourself are no longer private. Yeah. I just, I, maybe I'm just not in that mentality. Like I understand women's clothing are shorter by nature anyway. Like they wear spaghetti straps or tank tops, stuff like that. And I mean, guys even wear that as well. And that's just part of the fashion trend. Okay, fine. I doesn't, I don't have to agree with it, but I can see it. But at what point do you start drawing the line at like when your pockets are, like when the denim is so short that you can the see pockets the pocket are longer than the denim. It. Yeah. Right. Don't you start questioning. I had a student one time. She came into class and her jeans were ripped. And by ripped, I mean like from the underwear line all the way to the kneecap was just missing. The <laughs> kneecap, thank God, was in place because otherwise you don't know what you would do. And then underneath the kneecap to the ankle was gone. I mean, I'm just like, picturing that as like out. two ovals. Yes, that's the... exactly what it was. And I thought, you think that's appropriate? You think? I listen. Even if it's appropriate, that that can't look good, right? <laughs> I mean, I I get it. It's a it's a fashion forward idea, and I Is agree it? with it. But you're gonna walk. I can see your underwear. Yeah, and you're not wearing like boy shorts or something like that. You're wearing very scandalous underwear, <laughs> and I can see it. Yes. How else are you going to let everybody know how cute your underwear I, are, Billy? I, don't, I, I do not want to get arrested because you want to show <laughs> off this, you know, your boyfriend, Steven, the cute underwear you're wearing, as well as the 400 other students that are going to see you today. Yeah. I just don't get it. 
Why would you get arrested for that? Are you trying to tell us something? No, I'm just... Picture if you will. Right? She gets mad at me. I give her a bad grade. She strolls down to student services. The next thing you know, I'm getting called in. <laughs> I'm objectifying her in some sort of... I don't... I want none of it. I want... I want her to respect herself enough to know that that boundary, like, should exist. Yeah. In the professional world. For, for, put aside your own thoughts on, like, how short is too short, whatever, you know finger length this that the other thing in the professional world where other people see you that's not acceptable yeah i'd get like, fired so fast if i wore short shorts into any job right. i've ever owned she, or had. she is gonna go from my classroom to the real world and just have a real culture shock Nah, by then they might just have that be the normal dress code. Dude, if I walked in with one button undone, it would be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Mr. Brandt stripping. But this gal walks in wearing effectively no pants, okay? Yeah. Her kneecaps are covered. That's like a girl wearing pasties. That doesn't, <laughs> that does, that's not covered. Yeah, well, it's covering the sensual knee, yeah. the sensual the leg nipples yes, right in the, the middle of the leg. Yeah, the sensual kneecap. Ooh, ooh. Exactly. Creepers, creepers, dude. It just blows my, it boggles my mind. It really does. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can think it's acceptable if you wouldn't wear something like that. Everybody has some amount of shame. They wouldn't wear right. something like that to the family dinner. If you're not going to wear it to a family dinner, why on earth would you wear it anywhere else? Right. Because right. ultimately, I think the family dinner, you should be the most secure in wearing whatever you want because it's your family. They yeah. they know you and they've probably seen all of you several right. times. That right. means nothing. Right. The school hasn't and almost certainly doesn't want to. No, no, no. There's maybe like two people in any environment that would be okay with that. And the people that are okay with that probably aren't in it for your best interests exactly. at heart. If you're walking around trying to impress guys and you're impressing them that way, those are not the guys you want. That is very if true. If they're looking at your really cute underwear and they're like, ooh, <laughs> I, I like you. No, they don't. Yeah. They should like you for your person. We've said this a million times. On yeah, she show. looks so cute. I think she has the most beautiful... <sighs> Eyes? Is that a polite thing to say? Eyes. Yeah, you have the most beautiful eyes. Yeah, I just I just love your eyes. You know, the one I'm not looking at. Yeah, me. your bright red eyes. I mean, uh, brown? Right. <laughs> Dude, I want, when, my better half and I were watching this TV show. It's called Flea Market Flip. It's this thing Lara Spencer does. and She's an ABC News anchor. And uh, basically, people go to flea markets, they buy up cheap stuff, they remodel it and sell it for more expensive. person that makes the most profit wins the grand prize, which is five grand. Okay, that's the whole show. And it's a great nothing show to watch at night when you don't want to pay attention because you don't have to. It means nothing. That is true. From episode to episode, you're not invested. At any rate, these two teams, they buy their items, they're in the workshop working on them. And this guy walks over. It's a a pair of guys and a pair of girls on opposite teams. And the guy walks over and starts talking to this gal about... Her projects that they're working on. Kind of like talking trash. Just trying to make it interesting <laughs> for the cameras, right? And instead of staring at her eyes, where does his eyes fall? Down about a foot and a half to her chest. <laughs> and this guy, I shit you not, on national television, had a full conversation with this gal staring at her chest. <laughs> I I kid you not. <sighs> listen, <laughs> my better half was asleep when it happened because it was late. I, I woke her up and told her to rewind it. Watch this dude. This guy is staring, locked eyes, with breast left and breast right. Okay, bouncing back and forth between them. I, I was absolutely mystified. (laughs) What are you doing, dude? Did he get smacked or anything? No, nothing happened. Moved on like it never happened. Oh, that's awful. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I I've been let down by TV shows as well. Um. I think it was this past week. I watched one one episode. Netflix has a show called Black Mirror. I think that's what it's called. Um, the very first episode, 95% of it went really well. I thought they were telling a nice, wholesome story. It was really nice. Essentially, there was this technology that makes virtual reality, like you actually become in virtual reality and you have mm-hmm. all the sen- sensations and whatnot. And guy, his best friend gets him in there and because you have in-game virtual reality, one becomes a girl and they kind of have affairs in there. The whole show is set up. First 
showing how it's wrong and it's terrible. And about 90% in, the guy swears off it, says he'll never do that to his family again. And then it, we cut to like a year later, or I don't know, maybe even a couple years later, his his whole family is looking beautiful. He's out playing with the kids. Everything's perfect. And then right at the end, um, the show's conclusion or the ultimate ending of how it was fair for everybody and how they decide to rectify it. Wife ends up finding out that the gentleman had an affair with her in this virtual space with his best friend. Uh, so one night a year on his birthday, he's allowed to have an affair, like go into that and screw his best friend's and girl game avatar. What? And she's allowed to take the wedding ring off, go out to actual bars. What? And sleep around there. What? So their justification instead of just... Yeah. <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, the whole show, the first 80% is showing how it's ruining his life. It's messing things up. It's bad. 90% through the episode mark. Everything's perfect. Like, he had to call off seeing that friend anymore just for the betterment of his family. Puts his family first like he should. Everything's perfect. And then it's like... They both cheat on each other one day a year. It's like telling a murderer, listen, 364 days, you gotta keep it inside, but that one, you're good, buddy. How does that work? I also like how the justification, it wasn't, she she found out that he cheated on her and was understanding and they worked through it as a family. No, they just rolled with it. He's allowed to cheat now one day a year. And she's allowed to cheat as well. It's like giving an alcoholic a, like a bottle of liquor one day a year. How do you think that's going to work oh, out? Oh, yeah. There's no there's no like stops or bars held either. It's like anything goes Jeez. one night a year. It's like, I know you're an alcoholic. On your birthday each year, here's four bottles, bottles of tequila and our best bourbon. Just get absolutely wasted. How does that... Wow, I, you're right. That sounds like a yeah, terrible show. It, oh, it was going so well. And it's like the last scene. And I'm like, dude, you have two kids at this point. Your whole family relies on you. Why would you do that? My gosh. Oh. I, mean, I understand temptation calls, but my man, you got <laughs> to stop sleeping with your best friend's fake female character. No, it, it's real. It, right, it was really that, weird. Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Fake, get, but real. I got it. Yeah. There, what? What? No, no, no. <laughs> That's almost as dumb. Okay, so I'm, YouTube has recommended to me a TLC UK show, which is um, returning to Amish, maybe? Something there, like that? I thought the Amish was strictly a US thing. I think it's a US show that ended up on the TLC UK <laughs> YouTube channel. Like, bits of it. Bit, okay. like Much like some shows, like, the Netherlands channel will show more. Yeah. But it's all, like, you know, they show it all over the world. Okay. So, I've been into this recently because it's been in my YouTube recommended. And I click on it, and they're the most clickbait titles ever. But it's basically <laughs> these two Amish gals that don't want to be Amish anymore because they want to go, like, live a regular life. Like, for example, the two of them, I forget their names now, like, R Rosanna and Darian, maybe, or it's, I don't know their two names. They show up, <laughs> like, they want to go visit their grandmother in Florida. Yep. So, there's a scene of them going to tell their parents, hey, we're going to go visit our grandma in Florida. And they said, no, you're not. <laughs> I said, what the hell are you thinking? Florida is just devilish. That's nothing but hellish people down there and it's like this whole thing because obviously the Amish are steeped in religion that's what it is it's a religious community and um so it's just them showing how it's it's the work of the devil and you can't leave the homestead because anything out there is bad for you and it was this obviously a culture shock for people and it was just this screaming parent and they went anyways like no we're gonna go do this we're gonna start our lives over or whatever so they show up to the airport and they ask for two plane tickets after a 15-minute ordeal trying to get on the Escalade. Because the moving stairs they've never yeah. seen before. So it's just them like putting one foot on it for like 15 minutes. Like, I'm scared of this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But I got to get to Florida. So I'm going to have to suck it up and get on this moving escalator <laughs> thing. So they get all the way there. And they, the guy at the terminal, um, at the ticket booth rather, asks for their identification. Obviously, they're Amish. They don't have IDs. <laughs> they've got birth certificates. Right, but yeah. that that's that that doesn't count. What they need is like a valid form of like a driver's license. Yeah, and they say, "Well, we don't have any of that." And the guy says, "I can't sell you a ticket then." 
So it was just them walking off, and the post interview was like, yeah, you know, we tried to go to Florida, but the guy said we need an ID, so I guess we can't. And go they get just, an ID! And they just got back in the car and went home. So Like their shit, car? They own a car? No, their friend. Oh. J- Jason. Darren. Someone. Drove them. A male friend with yeah. a car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet dad's not happy with him. Right. So it turns out that he becomes, this, this said man becomes a love interest later to one of them. Oh, of course he does. Because I think... I'm only watching the snippets that YouTube's recommending to me. I think they find a way there because the next scene I saw was them in a house um, with a gal who was clearly not of the Amish. She was just a regular old... uh, They may have been in Texas, maybe, with an aunt. I don't know. But it was a gal nursing a child. And this scene... This is an important scene, (laughs) apparently. We need to know this because this is where one of the gals is deflowered. Post-deflowering. She... The, the two of them, so it's it's the aunt, maybe, and the other friend, right? They're sitting up. It's 5 o'clock in the morning because the uh, other gal, Rosanna, or whatever her name is, has gone out with a, or her boyfriend, her friend boy, boy man, that she's been fooling around with. And they're concerned about her, obviously, and you shouldn't be doing Justifiably. that. Justifiably. Right. So she gets home at 5 o'clock in the morning. She's still regular Amish attire as you would think it. The, the bonnet on the head, the long one-piece dress that is made of really, really looks like thick wool. Yeah. She gets, she walks in. The top of it is completely unbuttoned. She's like holding it together with her arms. And it's them sitting there in the, in the living room like, hey, come take a seat. Let's talk about this. And it was, it was this whole thing where the, uh, the presumably aunt, I don't know for a fact, because I, I just don't know who she is, was talking about like, you know, well, you've done that. Probably not the best thing to do, but she started asking like more intimate details about it. And, and her justification, get a load of this, boys and girls, her justification for asking these very intimate questions was, well, I'm, I'm married and I don't get any anymore, so I just need to live vicariously through you. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? Please, Ooh. dear God, make it stop. Do they think that's a normal life? I don't. That's Yes. These Amish kids now think that this is what people do. They left the homestead. They went to hellish Florida or Texas. I don't know where they went. But now they're like retraining themselves to live like normal people. The other thing that I saw was they went to go take their GED test, like their assessment, because they, they want an education. They want I mean, to start their lives yeah, in the regular probably world. probably passed it right away. Failed it immediately. How did they fail it? They went to GED it? counseling, and the gal asked, what was the, she asked a question like, oh, okay, let's talk about um, space and the stars. You know, like, what do you know about the sun or the Milky Way galaxy or like the earth even. Just talk about the earth and the moon. They said, well, um, we don't we don't have science in Amish school because we don't believe in that. So we get our science facts from the first book of, of the Bible. You know, like the stars and the earth are made by our Lord and Savior and that's all we know. And the counselor person's like, right. So you don't know what... Like if I said... The Milky Way, that means nothing to you? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Oh. Then I they... feel like they can't be real Amish. This has to be a stunt. No, this is it, man. They have people following around with cameras, and then what? the Amish wouldn't say they don't have science. They build barns in a day. Obviously, they know the fundamentals no, of science. Right, they have science, but not space. Oh. They don't, they don't learn. Yeah, but you, know... you could pass... I could easily pass a GED with nothing... Involving space. She asked her about history. Up. She said, "Do you know who George Washington is?" If I said that name, and one of the gals was like, "George, I mean, I've heard the name. Okay, so you've heard the name. That's good. Yeah. Do you know, like, maybe what he did in America's <laughs> in his like America's history?" And she said, "Man, that's that's a tough one. I don't know if I could." I don't know if I could tell you what he did. I mean, I know he was a person. He In did. fairness, that's probably most kids nowadays. I hate to say it. One of them mustered <laughs> up. She said. Was he the first president? And the counselor was lit up with joy. Like, you oh pass. God, you know something. I can't believe it. So it was. That's what this show was, and I I refuse to watch any more of it. Yeah, that sounds awful. I also can't believe they're actually Amish, especially if their grandmother and aunt are both not Amish. That sounds. That seems really odd. Now this is the part I lack understanding, and I feel like if I would have. If a watched... grandmother isn't Amish, how does she get Amish? Right. <laughs> I wonder if I work. If, or if I was listening more diligently, if I would understand, 
I wonder if it was a situation because the show is like returning to Amish or something. I wonder if it was girls that like part of the family maybe left that community and they went back into it. But now they're like, I want to get out again. Like, I don't. I well, if they already left, I feel like it's on them if they don't know who George Washington but I is. Like if it was point. one of those things like that part of the family left, but they were still born into the Amish community. Like, I, I, I again, I don't know. I'm speaking completely from hypothetical. Yeah. But I feel like there's something in there with it. At any rate, if you want to watch a terrible <laughs> show on the TLC channel that isn't Cake Boss, you're welcome to watch that one. I've Write never it in a gentleman's TLC. chat at Gmail and tell me how it is. <laughs> uh, don't do that. It's a dumpster fire, man. It, so don't, don't do that. Three weeks in, this guy lost your virginity. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's pretty. That's probably pretty normal. If that How is, old is she? I don't know. Teens. Teens. Late around, teens. Late teens. Around our area, late that might teens. not be as common, but I feel like a lot of places that's pretty common nowadays. I've actually looked at some statistics on this, and that is true. I think by age nineteen. 94% of the populace or something like I think it's 94% have had a sexual contact of some kind or where it's, 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 it's definitely 80s low 90s holy crap yeah. <laughs> and people that it was a high percentage of people that chose to abstain until like 40s didn't make it or something like that or like they didn't make the abstinence thing like they wanted to but didn't get there Wait, wait, wait. Who wants to be... What's the purpose of just being abstinent until 40? That seems like a very arbitrary... Oh, okay, okay. Unmarried. And then past 40, I guess they just gave up. Yeah, they're like, I'm not getting married. (laughs) I I can't can't wait any longer. It was something to that effect. You already made it to 40. By that time, what does it matter? (laughs) Right. It's like, could you imagine... You did all the hard work to get that far. You just gave up like it was some 40-year-old virgin like the movie, you know? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Did not appeal to me. I saw one clip from it. It was... I think the the main character works in an electronics store, maybe? Yeah. And a gal walked into the store, and there was a funny scene, maybe, that happened around that? Yeah, I think it was a comedy movie. That's the best I watched I the got. trailer for it. I... Steve, someone's in it, right? Steve, who's the main character? I, I don't know. Steve I haven't Carol? seen it in a long time, or the trailer for it, or the right, box right. or anything. I know, though, that it was set up that he was not a virgin by choice or anything. He was just like the overly stereotypical computer nerd, right. uh, can't talk to a woman thing. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, the dude's 40. What, what 40-year-old do you know in real life that would ever be this... This nerdy, yeah, this, yeah, or just not have fundamental people skills down by forty. You would think <laughs> that many years in the workforce that you. Would... I I can't think of a single real life example, because I know people who aren't very social even at forty and whatnot, but I also know pe- the same people. They know the basic concepts of people skills. They're not yeah. bumbling idiots. Well, I think the difference is, you know, the difference between people skills and then, like, being able to have a hookup, right? I guess. Has he been looking for a hookup the whole time? Maybe we'll have to watch it. I don't it. know. That's a good question. We can have a cigar stream. We can watch this movie stream. Yeah. Wow. 40-year-old virgin stream. That would be abysmal, wouldn't it? Holy <laughs> smokes. That would uh, be a new low even for us. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people do streams like that on youtube i've seen where they'll watch a show and then it's like them on the couch and then it's the show in the bottom right and they just commentate on it the whole time we could do that we yeah. can get a gentleman's chat night <laughs> you know everyone can gather on and watch a movie that's probably 20 years past its prime with us yeah well we could just let them pick out a movie they could write us in at hey, a gentleman's chat at gmail.com See, back to the patreon thing if you're a five dollar patreon yeah. You get to pick the movie for the weekly movie night or monthly movie night. We don't have a page. No, God, we should set something up, though, shouldn't we? Yeah. Especially before, like, publishing something like this where no, we talk no. about a Patreon and then no, some, no. someone is going to take the Patreon from us. No, no. We should we should discuss it like our merch store and then not fulfill that thought Ever? until uh, yeah. maybe a year later. Maybe never. You're right. That's true. We talked about merch a good year ago. Yeah, it was last November. October? <laughs> yeah, October, November when we bought Almost it a year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still on it. Still working on it. Maybe this summer we'll get something put together. Yeah, we could do that. 
I have a lot of people actually ask me for stickers of a gentleman's chat so they can go stick them on stuff. Stick. Like the the logo that we have. Oh, we could probably do that pretty easily. Yeah. It's a good idea. Or, or a t-shirt, you know, with of some of our Benny slogans on the back of them. Yeah, that's I true. I actually had a few people come up to me and say that they would buy that with some of our I've, slogans. I've had a few people that want t-shirts, too. Yeah, I think... T-shirts are a big success. Yeah, you got to pick some of our better phrases, though, <laughs> just to really baffle people. Put it on the That's back, true. too, or there's just some guy behind you. Maybe we'll, maybe we when you're, sign them. Maybe when you're walking into the mall next and you have a crowd of people behind you, they'll read your shirt and start heckling you with kindness. That's true. They'll be like, oh, you know a gentleman's chat? I heckle I'll be that like, guy. I am a gentleman's <laughs> chat. <laughs> they'll be like, we hate you. And it's like... I was making that up. Yeah, that, ooh, I <laughs> just keep so, walking. <laughs> yeah. Remember, don't engage. You just keep walking. Exactly. Wait, are you that guy from a gentleman's chat? I hate you. I hate <laughs> what you have to say. Deepers, oh. creepers. Oh, I'm sure there's quite a few people that hate what we have to say. But honestly... I know of a few of them for sure. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Honestly, if a whole bunch of people, though, are continue to watch, even though they hate what we have to say... I feel like that's healthy for both parties. Probably is. Yeah. Like constructive criticism almost. <laughs> I had someone tell me they disagree with almost everything you say every week. And they they, they wrote And they me, keep tuning in every they, week? They wrote to me and said, I have become a better debater because of how much I disagree with Ian. Nice. From arguing with you. Obviously, like it's a one-sided argument. You're not there to defend yourself. That's okay. Their their vehement disagreement with some of the things <laughs> you have to say has quote unquote made them a better debater. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my resume. I have I can make people better debaters without having to even interact with them. Oh my gosh, dude! I guess so. <laughs> when you're good, you're good. Hey, you know exactly. It's your calling in life, clearly. Oof! I also take that as a genuine compliment. They'll probably listen to this and be like, I disagree with that too. Thank you for the compliment. If you continue to listen to everything I have to say, even if it's just to figure out what you disagree with in life, still means I'm engaging enough to come back to. That's right. <laughs> you know what we could do to really engage him and twist that knife a little more? Give him an ad read. See, look, not only do they listen to you, they also have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're paying to listen to me Ooh, to disagree with that's me. That's right. Listen, someone's got to make that bread. It might as well be us. Oh, that's true. Jeepers, creepers, oh. Talk about robbing people blind. Yeah, I feel like if, if people disagree, though, I genuinely, I personally, and I know I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you would personally love if they wrote us. I love that. You know, and some of the yeah. things that people have written us over the year, uh, it's almost two years now that we've done this show. Some of the stuff that people have written has been really intellectually stimulating. Yeah. Like, we've talked about some of it on the show. We've answered some people's questions. But a lot of it that people never even hear about on this show that's or true. things that we've gotten yeah. is really, really either cool feedback or something that's intellectual. Like, I disagreed with you on this because of this. Yeah. Really, really, really fun stuff that happens. So every person that writes into us, I love listening to, or I love, sorry, reading all the things that they write into us. I couldn't agree more. It's super awesome. Yeah. You know what I don't love, though? I There was a segment we did on this show a little while ago where I read the Ask the Doctor section of newspapers. Yeah. And that was so funny. <laughs> I absolutely loved that segment, and I was going to bring it back this week. So... I went out and found newspapers, which is not easy to do, by the way, anymore. Yeah, it's an expensive task, right, too. I didn't want to pay a couple dollars per, so I, I went to you know, like gas stations yeah. that have old ones. Hey, can I have the last week's worth of papers that you have? And they'll be like, yeah, I don't care. Right, they don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to chuck them out. It doesn't matter to them. They can't make anything off them anymore because they're three days, four days, five days old. Yeah. So I get all these newspapers. I get maybe a dozen of them. And they're the, just the Milwaukee Sentinel, which is a big city that's not very near to us, but we get it up here. Yeah, it's not near to us not, at all. Not at all. It's a couple hours away, actually. So I'm reading through it, and there's nothing. No Ask the Doctor sections. But they're they're not the full paper. Uh, like, it doesn't have... It has the sports section and stuff, but it doesn't have, like, the entertainment section and the um, advice section. And, like, when do you get a normal newspaper if you buy the whole thing, you know? The whole... Kit and caboodle. Right. It's it's several different sections. But I had a few of those. So I thought, all right, I'll take an afternoon, you know, when I'm not working or something, and I'll go through these. And I went through every single page of all of these newspapers, and not 
one of them had an Ask the Doctor section or anything close to it that I could bring up on this show. Oh. I wasted a whole afternoon of my life that I'm never going to get back because of that. Yeah? Gosh, dude. You were looking in the wrong place. You're looking in newspapers for up-to-date information. All I want to do is I feel like we got lucky last time. No one writes a newspaper anymore. I had a whole bunch <laughs> of them at the house, and then I burned them all. Or, like, used them as fire starters. Uh. So, I don't know where I got to look. But I gotta find some me find me some of those ask the doctor sections because they were just stupid. Yeah, I I don't have any ask the doctor things I've seen or heard of for a long time. Closest I've got is I had to doctor my own cat like a couple days ago. She broke her paw. Oh. I have no idea how. Oh. But she'll recover. Cats are quick. Aside from that, nothing. No, you should have went into the veterinary veterinary oh, veterinarian <laughs> business. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. There's a lot of vets in our area. There's no way I would get a job. Well, especially not one doing something you would enjoy. Like you could be the yeah. the mortician for for doc or for uh for pets. I saw an oh, interview with or a just mort- the euthanizer. Oh, that'd be a terrible thing. pet job. You're in oh man all day every day. You work eight hours putting animals down. That has yeah. to be one of the most depressing jobs I can think of. It's like a mortician. I saw an interview with a mortician one time. And he was explaining, like, how he does not enjoy it necessarily. Yeah. But the thing he was talking about was, hey, being able to help someone on that side of their problem. Yeah. Like, once someone has passed, being able to console them and do a good job, like, giving a a really good send-off to that person is what mattered to them. But I learned that their average salary is, like, $65,000 a year. Yeah. Which is not enough. In my opinion, <laughs> not even close more. to an oh, way more, way more. I don't know. I think it'd be okay as a mortician. Did you know they have to take like a like a an art class, but for working with dead bodies, yeah, dead bodies, yeah, yeah. Not not only to put the 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 makeup on, you know, to make them look good, but also a reconstruction surgery, like a class. Yeah, to make so, them look how they looked in real life. Right. So if they get or into a car accident, you can reconstruct their face enough for their open casket. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, that, terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> it is a pretty depressing job. I think I'd be okay with it, though, just because they're already dead. It's not like a euthanizer where I don't actually have to physically kill them. Oh, that's true. Because I feel like that, I'd be a lot more emotionally attached if I was the one personally killing every single thing that came like into the, my office. Like the doctor that does, um, like, carries out death penalty sentences. Yeah. That that is a that is a tough gig. <laughs> You're a death row. You know most of the, they probably deserve it, but at the same time, you have to kill someone every time you go into work. It's like, oh. listen, if they're not paying that guy a hundred thousand dollars per person just to walk <laughs> into that that death chamber, yeah, is immediately seventy five thousand dollars for me to even walk into it, let alone have them close the door. I'm not sure what they'd have to do there, because that's. That's like an intimate moment with someone you don't know who has shown themselves to not really be the best guy, but you still have to feel for them because you're the little guy sending them off or right. girl sending them off. That's awful. This, this one <laughs> warden said one time, I don't know where I'm getting this quote from, but he was talking to death row inmates and it's his job. Obviously, the warden of the jail is in charge of them. And it's also his job to oversee their proceedings. Yeah. Like with the doctor that actually does the 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 cycle that eventually stops their heart the warden has to be there to do all the things like it's his job to carry out that sentence (laughs) pardon me and he was saying that you know no one likes to think about it but he was interviewed standing next to a death row inmate and saying that you know um we're not friends but we're as friendly as we can be with the mutual understanding that you know we're going to have an an intimate ending to our relationship together and he was talking very poetically about the fact, like, I know that this person's done something wrong and they should be punished for it. And I also know that I've spent every day for the past year or two or three with them saying hi to them because I have to walk around every day and check on them, make sure they're still living so they don't, you know, die early or don't commit suicide or whatever the thing is. And he also understands the, the delicate nature of their relationship and that in the final moments of this human being's existence on this planet, he will be in charge of ending it. Yeah. Could you picture bringing that home and saying, honey, the casserole is just a little burnt. Bring all that load home with you, too. You know, like. Yeah. 
God bless. That is that. That's another really stressful job. That's especially if you're at one of the top prisons. That that'd be one of the most stressful jobs on earth. Right when that's when that's your gig, you know, you're because then you have at least somewhat connection of every single person you kill, and you've known them for a couple years at least. At because death row's not and fast. You just kill them. Yeah, no. And then you kill every single one of them. Yeah. I heard they're going away from the, the shots, like lethal injection. Yeah. Um, they're going back to the firing range, death by firing squad. And I, in some states, not all states. But I heard that they didn't like that because the people that were doing the firing, obviously they don't know who's the guy that has yeah. the, the blank and who's the guy that has the real bullet. But it was giving them the heebie-jeebies, so they stopped doing it. They gave it over to the doctors, you know, like the 70s, 80s. Fair enough, because you don't know if you're going to be the one to... Because they, they were sick yeah. of taking that home every day. Yeah. So they gave it to the doctors to do it, because they, they're used to seeing people die all the time. So I guess it, it's better. <laughs> but I just... I guess they're more trained for it. Oh, for sure. Else. I just couldn't imagine. Like, I just, yeah, no. I couldn't do it. Instead no way. Of... Yeah, I, I don't know the best way. I think the quickest way is probably just air bubble into the veins. Do you think and so? it with a heart heart attack, yeah, and it doesn't cost anything either. Yeah, but they gotta they gotta carry it out in a way that's respectful to that person. That's why they give them the three shots, uh, right? Isn't it like well, numbing? Yeah, and then it slowly stops their heart. They make it as respectful as possible, but I'm not sure how much respect you should afford to the person that's done something bad enough to have a death penalty, right? And to get that far, like you know, exactly. they appeal that they didn't just accept it exactly. So. At that point, like, I only know of a handful of exact cases. I know someone, um, the last person I've heard of that had the death penalty, kidnapped a girlfriend and her boyfriend, put them in the trunk, take them out, raped and murdered the, well, raped the girl, murdered the boyfriend in front of her. Oh my gosh. And then tortured her, found her parents, kidnapped her parents, lit her fi- parents on fire, burned them alive, and then killed the girl. And at that point, I'm like, I'm not sure we owe someone like that any respect in how we killed them. Let's, like, do right. they, does that, does that person, that uh, young gentleman, he was really young, I think he was like 24. I'm like, does that 24-year-old guy of sane mind, does he deserve a respectful death? Gosh, that's the moral dilemma, isn't it? That is a pretty moral dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? That's true. Well, like, first you have to determine, do you think the death penalty is a good idea or is reasonable? Do you personally think the death penalty Me should Me personally? Exist? We're talking about myself right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see both sides of it. Understanding that... Um, we shouldn't because at its very core, like the act of taking another human being life is probably not something we should be doing. And that's not a moral ground you want to like base your argument on. True. But I also understand that the alternative is that person spends life in prison and my tax dollars and your tax dollars are paying for it. Yes. And we're for, we're perpetuating um, a privatized prison system where yep. they're making money off of these people. Yes. <laughs> and they make a lot of money because someone who does that will have to be in maximum security so you know they'll never get out because if they get out you know something bad's going to happen. You also have to pay for their personal protection because someone that does something like that in a normal prison most people even in prison are not going to respect that. They're right. going to that dude's going to die. Right. Right. So you have so we're paying for his protection, maximum security, his own little wing and whatnot to live out the rest of his days. At that point is that really so much of a punishment? Yeah, right. And I think the second question that goes hand in hand with that is, um, you know, you're talking about keeping him, paying all this money to keep him alive versus yeah. just, just ending it, right? You also need to factor in, if he's 24, let's say in the example you gave, yep. is there a way that he changes as a human being? Because you have to, you know, it's like it's like grading someone's whole life based on their worst day. Yes. Understanding that their worst day resulted in four people dead, including a child. Really, yeah. Gruesome murders. Yes. So, those are the questions you need to like, and that's where the moral dilemma comes in for some people. It is really rough. 
all of this to say, my personal opinion, yeah, I, I actually, okay. I do think that that's something. Um, if you do something that's determined to be heinous enough, not just by society, by statute. Yeah. Like if you murder four people like that, and and that was your decision, then the state also has the decision to not allow you to be in the state anymore. Yes. You know, it's one of those things where I don't necessarily always like it, and it's not, certainly not something I like on my conscience. But at the end of the day, when you look at the overarching greater good of it, you know, that's that's part of the it's part of the mutual contract you signed. Yeah. No matter what country you're in or where you are, it's a mutual thing. You know, if you follow the rules, then you get the benefits. If you don't follow the rules, you don't get the benefits. And if you show yourself to be someone who does not want to be part of society to the extent of doing something so heinous and against other humans, there does come a point where we have to say, you forfeited your right to be part of society. Right. It's it, to water it down to the most basic level. It's like if every day, you know, you said, don't take the cookie, and I took the cookie every single day. Yeah. Right? At some point, you know, where do you draw the line? That's not for me At to At some say. point, we got to stop giving but, you cookies. Right, but yeah. when you draw the line, you know, yeah. wherever that line is, you need to stand by it. It, it is a difficult line, and we've never actually talked about this before, but we actually line right up on that, I would say, heavy-hearted yes to death penalty. Like, you never want to see anybody dead. No, no, but no, no, no. there are certainly cases where it's pretty much a necessity because there's not really any other way to write what has happened right right that wrong yeah there's no way to to, to fix that problem and not not fix it in in, in, the, in the sense that well i just started really hard there in the sense that you're rehabilitating them yes or anything like that like they're broken and need to be fixed fixed in the sense that this situation that they have caused on their own fruition yes has deemed that they're not worthy of the rest of things that the rest of us people get exactly so yeah, that's that's a heavy topic. <laughs> that is. You know, and there's no right answer because I think the yeah. the logical next step to that is how do they pass on? You know, we decided a long time ago, we being the United States, that lethal injection was the most respectful way because it is a three-shot sequence where their body is numbed completely and they're put to sleep. It's a peaceful death. Right. And then the, the drug just stops their heart slowly. Yeah. And it's it's just them like an old person would do. They just pass on. You know, we had electric chair for a long time and some states still have it as an option, but there's a lot of problems with it. People not dying or people just yeah. frying. You know, that's we don't want that. We don't want a heinous death necessarily. Or the firing squad is the same way. You know, if you think all the way back through history, dipping them in hot oil or drowning them with yeah. concrete shoes. Even just hanging. Hanging's not a good way to go. No, 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 no. There's, there's a lot of really bad ways that we've done it. And I think people in their effort to reconcile the thought that they should be dealt with, but still feel good about it to themselves, like a have their cake and eat it too sort of deal, they've decided that if we go with lethal injection... 90% of the time it works and it's peaceful. The 10% of the time it doesn't work, it's probably a 45-minute dying process that's agony and pain and you're not going to enjoy yeah. it. And those are the cases where people point out that we shouldn't do this or they say, hey, real doctors aren't administering this stuff. You have people that aren't in the, in the profession right yeah. now or, hey, drug companies are making this and making a fortune off of killing people and there's all the, the political capital P problems around it. All that to say, I don't know the best way to kill someone, but I definitely think that if you murdered five people, including a child, you don't get to be on the island anymore. That's true. Unfortunately, we don't have an Australia. Nope. That that would have been, a, aside from killing someone, exile is pretty much killing. I feel like that would almost be peaceful if we had some island where they couldn't Does do it anything. New York or Maine, somewhere off their coast, have an island where they send child predators i think this is a thing i i would have to look that up. i think they take child molesters and instead of putting them in jail they put them on a boat and they exile them to their own place like on the long island or is it like a separate little tiny island i think it's its own island i don't know if it's new york it might it's one of those 
states on the eastern side. Okay. So And what they that's basically what they do, they put them out in their own little place. And this is where you live now. Almost like an Alcatraz sort of situation. Like this is Yeah. You get to go around with your other child molesters and you're not welcome in our society, but we're not going to kill you. I so they're like <clears throat> allowed to roam free and whatnot. As I understand it, they just have their own community. What what crimes do they commit? Child molesting. But at at what degree? There's a I difference, like because there's a lot of people who get on, say, a registry oh. in high school. If they're say one one's a year older. They age out all of a sudden. Then it becomes statutory. That's a good point. Now you can get in trouble. I don't know. I haven't. It's not like I didn't look into this as much as I did something. Fair enough. Something yeah. important like underwater hockey or wife <laughs> Very important topics that I had to look into. I, I ran out of time for this research, so I'll just make stuff up. Being that it is a gentleman's chat, the right opinion. I think this is where they send the more severe people that wouldn't go on a registry. Okay. Like, if you have the, the year thing... It's like actual jail. Right. The year thing, hey, you knew better, and you definitely did something <laughs> not right. And we should know about that, and everyone around you should know about that for the rest of your existence. <laughs> but if you do something more heinous, where it's like, hey, you're 40 and that child is 7, goodbye. Go to the <sighs> island. See... I, I think that's what it is. The more heinous ones... I wouldn't let them, like, have their own island and be free, though. Like, that that would have to be a pretty harsh prison for me. Because children are, like, some the most defenseless citizens or people we have among us. So to do something wrong to a child, I'm borderline. That's almost in, unforgivable. That's, I w- that's truthfully, pretty Truthfully, I was going straight to death penalty. I, I was hinging on it. It depends on what exactly. Right. But <sighs> the example I gave, or if you ever watched Chris Hansen's To Catch a Predator, for those that don't know, this was a Nightline show where um, Chris Hansen's team of people, they would pretend to be underage girls in chat rooms back when like AOL chat rooms were yep. a thing. And they would get guys in there inevitably that were trying to like, hey, send me nude pictures or hey, I'm going to be your daddy and you're going to, you know, you're going to be my sugar plum and this sort of stuff. And they would arrange a meetup. And they would have a decoy gal who was of age but looked younger from a distance. And they would invite the guy in. And when she sat down and he sat down, she would say, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. She would leave. And Chris Hansen would walk out and just ask these people, who are you? Why are you here? What did you think you were going to do tonight? What experience were you expecting? And a lot of these people obviously are like, well, I thought she was 18 and just looking for a friend. Well, the actually, smart ones. Yeah, yeah actually, Jerry, whose you know, username is like Jerry Longdonger 63 and they read these explicit, explicit messages. And it's always people saying, hey, it was a mistake, or hey, this was my first time, and don't send me to jail, inevitably. And they always do. You know, They walk out and they get arrested yeah. and they get sent to jail for a long time. I think... Those people that are going to show up to someone's house, that of a 13-year-old or a 7-year-old or an 8-year-old, and you're going to do a sexually explicit activity with someone underage, and you know it. I'm not talking 18 and 17 in high school and they're being intimate. I'm talking 40 and 13, and you know better. I know you can plead insanity, and I know you clearly have something wrong in your head, Mm -hmm. but... I'm going to have kids one day and I don't want that. I don't want that person in my society. And maybe that's a selfish point of view, but that's almost as bad as murdering someone. Oh, very much so. Because for the rest of their existence, if that act happens for the rest of their existence, they have to deal with that. Yep. And that's inexcusable. Uh, I don't think I go quite as far. I would say the same thing with murder. In this case, I'm a little bit more laid back with you. If they hadn't done anything yet, technically, I would like to give them benefit of the doubt. I would jail them for the attempt. I would not say death penalty if they didn't do anything, though. I actually get behind that. Okay. Okay. So just in case, because they didn't technically break, cross that line. I can't judge you for 
for what's in your head. Correct. Sort of, sort of deal, right? Yes. Judge the action, not the thought. Right. Because everyone has bad thoughts. We'd all be in jail if they caught, if everybody could see all our thoughts right. at We've least all... some point. Right, yeah. right. We've all been driving down the road, get cut off and think, exactly. you know, if I just ran this guy down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. You can't. You can't jail someone for something inside their head exactly. only based on what they do. Yes. However, I would also love to see protection laws in place for families. If I had mother, father, or guardian, whoever it is, and they found out, or not necessarily found out because it can't be premeditated, if someone was in the act and they caught, say, a 40-year-old with their 7-year-old... I feel it's justified there should be protection laws. If that person happens to get shot by angry father for that, angry father off the hook. Yep. If I was, a, yep. even right now without the protection laws, if I was a judge, I would say, oh, you had a moment of insanity. Case closed. You're fine. <laughs> like, at, at that point, I'm, the alternative of them not dying and them doing what they did would be far worse than if they just died at in that moment. Because you have to think, if they did this once, and let's say they got away with it, they're gonna do it again. You think for one second in your life that they're gonna go, oh, I've got that filled. Clearly, I've done something wrong, or they're gonna have this moment of clarity where they've ruined someone's life yes. forever, and then thought, if their mind is that twisted and they got away with it. They're going to keep doing Immediately it. Immediately they're going to do it yep. again. And now you're going to ruin two, three, four, five people's lives yes. because of their own thing. So the one act, I I would say in that moment, I would not charge, say, a parent. If a mother saw her daughter or son being touched by a 40-year-old man, yeah, that's that's yeah. one and done. So that's not necessarily death penalty for that act but it's a death sentence via the situation like if right. you find yourself in that act and you happen to die that's on you nobody else is at fault yeah and i i'll even get you back you know three weeks later let's say because a lot of people that suffer from sexual assault is at the hands of a family friend yes you know if if I had a family friend over or not, I don't want to make it about me because that construes this. If a family friend was over and he did something bad to a guy's daughter and three weeks later he finds out because the daughter finally tells him where the act happened again. St and you know, I don't care if it's a month later. I don't care if it's 14 years later. You know what, dude? You did it once. The moment I find out about it is the moment the protection laws kick in because it's time for you to go. Yeah. Uh, best case scenario, if I were to be told something like that, like someone I cared about um, had something happen to him. Very bloody, like beat to the inch of the life and then turned over to the cops. That's like best case scenario. Although catching in the act or just finding out is pretty much interchangeable, like right. from your side. Right. So well, you find out about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, if someone were to ever f find out that person better run because if I find them, it's not going to end well. Right. And that's not even discussing morality at that point. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's one of those fundamental truth things. In yes. my opinion, I mean, I would say it is morally good for humanity to take that out of the situation, take that variable out of the equation. I have known people in my lifetime that have suffered from these things. And it was, they're always the most mortifying stories to hear. Because it's them saying that they were so young, they didn't know better. And it was, you know, a family friend, so they thought it was someone they could trust. And they didn't know and they didn't understand. And it was that moment where they told someone where, like, they started to understand that for the rest of their lives, they will have a part of them that they've given over to someone. Like, they... they Right, wrong, or otherwise, I'm for some reason the the biblical song of Solomon or song of songs, the "Set me as a seal upon your heart" thing, which is the way left field. So hold on while I wrap this back around. <laughs> Written about um, covenant love between someone, you know, it set me as a seal, like it, not as the animal, but as like the wax seal, wax seal on yeah. your heart. Because when you tear it, if you've never gotten a wax seal letter, when you tear it, 
it they're always part of it remained. It's like tape, you know, when you tear it off of a letter, there's always part of it that comes with you. For the rest of existence, that person will be a part of, you know, will be with you. And watching um, people that have suffered from sexual abuse like this describe the just soul-breaking impact it's had on them is similar and that that person will always be a part of them every time they close their eyes at night every situation they've been in every if they have a, a partner later in life if they get married they want to be intimate they can't this life worth of trauma and really a, a life altered based on nothing that they did yeah i've heard too many of my own friends tell that story to disagree with the idea that the person that did it shouldn't be around anymore. Yeah. Right? So, maybe I'm harsh because of that background, but I don't want those people in my society. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty harsh in that regard, too. I There are a lot of crimes that I would say can be reformed, though. Yes. Like, bringing it back up to a positive. I would say, depending on the type, murder is something I would consider death penalty. Uh, torture and then murder always. I, 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 if someone is willing to torture someone, that's that's a step beyond any sort of reasonable explanation of why you would. You didn't that. blind rage beat him with a baseball bat if you sat exactly. down and played with their intestines. I, exactly. Um, the rape, especially rape of children. Yep, gone. Gone. It, except there are lesser accounts if it is just say manipulation rape of like two adults who might have just been pressured or whatnot i'd be okay with castration they don't need to die i fall into well ooh. this is a I, tough one for me see it but w you need to find a line i feel like that's after for me personally thinking about it Depending on the severity, because either it's okay or it's death penalty, there has to be an in-between. Mine would be there castration. Needs to, there needs to be a line of give and take. Castration, not in the forms of chemical castration, where you can't produce sperm. Like, full-on, you no longer have genitalia to rape anyone with. Hmm. I've never thought of that as a form of punishment for somebody. But as it hits me in the way you've constructed this argument, it sounds good. Yeah, because if you think about it, they can't do that act again. They cannot commit the same crime. So they've um, not paid for it, really, but they can't do that particular thing again. And they still get to live in society, at least. They don't just, their life doesn't end. Right. How about this? Would you be okay if they got to choose between it? If they got to choose to be castrated or dead yeah i just struggle with that scenario because the 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 it's still in its basic form rape yeah you know so it's it almost depends on your like where are you like what is your definition and how far are you willing to stretch it yes but that's that's why not everything can technically be black and white i'm just throwing out there a middle ground yeah, I guess at the end of the day, let them choose. Because they... even if I were to be pulled for a jury, I don't technically know what rape is classified legally as or not. And I if I were to be pulled, just penetration. Okay. Like, like um, oh, there's I, there's a couple different types of it, but rape, as it's like defined, yes, clinically, is the unwanted penetration yeah. of someone into another person. Which is why. I could never be a juror for that either because there's no way I could judge that fairly. Right. It'd be like, well, yeah, you didn't technically rape her, but I'm giving him rape. Which, legally, I know isn't right, but there's no way I'd be able to stop myself. Right, right. But aside from that, on a lesser note, I think a lot of rehabilitation is better than punishment for things like drug crimes. Oh, yeah, or, back to the positive aspect. Or, <laughs> or, yeah, like traffic violations. Yeah. Or... Even, like, tax evasion for all the Wall Street people who do it. Like, yeah, that's bad, but... 
it's not something you can't get over. Right. I'm 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 agreeing with you on that. I no, I actually have a family friend that has six DUIs. Six? And yeah, after the fifth one he went to jail for a year, and after the sixth one yeah. he went to jail for two years. Sounds about and it right. It was a rehabilitation thing. And you know what? I think that's okay. Yeah. Because he was just driving drunk. He didn't kill anybody. He wasn't even speeding. He was just swerving a little bit in a country road. And, and a cop there was over. no ill intent behind it. Right. So a lot of crimes, I'm willing to be really lenient, say, if I were in the uh, the final judge. If there's no ill intent behind something, it's really difficult for me personally to say, like, well, that person's in the wrong. It's like they weren't really trying to do anything wrong. They happened to make a mistake. Right. I don't think we should throw him in prison the rest of his life. Or her life because they made a mistake. Right. Like, that, that doesn't really seem fair. I agree. That's a lot of morality to chew on for a week's worth of a gentleman's chat. Holy smokes. Well, you can take all that with you. And don't you know, don't hesitate to write into a gentleman's chat, no caps, no spaces, at gmail.com. It's always in the description of these episodes. Thank you so much for watching. We hope you have an incredible rest of your week. And we'll see you next time.